Sit down. We got them union workers, you know what I'm saying? I mean, here in North, we are. Uh, and I'm down Trouble Cat. Hang on. Go on job, Kenny. Oh, they're so small, they only have 2%. Go on job. You're not doing a good oh, job. Wow, we got the low rate of land over here. This damn cowboy. Let me, tell, let me, let me, let me roll him up. I'm a Florida redneck. Go over here. I deserve a cowboy in my life. Sit down. Hang on. You don't need your mama's permission. This is the Battle Podcast. Oh, Joe Hey, guys. A little start with that shit. Uh-oh. Don't even go there. Now, your host. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, what up, Ray? What up, Ray? Where's Jobo Cop at? Oh, he's on another hiatus, brother. Another hiatus. It is Mama's Night. Weekend with a wifey. Weekend with a wifey. Weekend with the wifey. Hey, man. Rated R. Mainer. Look who's back, Mainer's back. Mainer's back and on time. On time. This is a new year, brother. I decided to grace you my presence after being late for two podcasts. Hey, while uh, while we're here, Mikey, I want to do a quick shout out to old Johnny on the spot and uh, Rye Guy over there, our new friends in the uh, the main region. Yeah, my brothers, my new brothers. I decided to have my brothers come down. Uh, my sister came down too, and my niece to uh, enjoy some Super Bowl with Tommy Tommy Brady. Yeah, I felt bad because they they said they'd rather come over and hang out at my house. I don't know what's going on. I with that. totally get that. No. Um, <laughs> there's no kids at your house. Well, That's actually, right. all yeah. the kids were yeah, at the bounce were, house. All outside. your kids were at my they house. All, what at, you about? all at the bounce house that we got. <laughs> but there's an escape at your house. You get. The- oh, you want to? Do you want to bring up the bounce house? You want to okay, go ahead? You bring house? you bring up the bounce house. It doesn't matter to me. I man. mean, I think our listeners need to understand what this guy actually puts me through on a regular. I think our listeners need to get a visual of what you're about to say. I wish they would. Oh, so Dude, right I didn't now. think about it. I'll tell you what, man. I wish Candy was out there with a camera. This guy decides to have him drop off the damn bounce house a day early while it's pouring down rain. And guess who got the uh, the wake up call the next morning to, to uh, air the thing up? Candy. Yours? No, yours truly. Oh, you did it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Full Monty Johnny out there, fully dressed. <laughs> just to tell you right now, I didn't want to do that to the neighbors. But got the old bounce house blowing up and the damn thing's got so much water on it. That's right. I said water. 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 Got so much water on it that I had to get inside of it. Now, mind you, I'm not the smallest of dudes. I ain't the biggest either. No. But I'm not the smallest. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody can see us on the podcast. But I had to slide into this damn bounce house on my stomach that's covered in water. All right? (laughs) Get up in it. I'm walking around. This thing's got three, at least three feet of water inside of it. So I'm pushing the water out these weep holes. Now I'm cussing the maintenance name. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Yeah. And the damn roof is canted to the side because it's got so much water on it. So I had to push it up and guess where all the water went? On you. On yours truly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so then I, the worst part of it was after I got all the water, I had to get all blown up, right? I had to get on my back and slide out of this thing. <laughs> I got out of that thing looking like a wet noodle, brother. And now you say, now you know why I said, where's the camera? I wish oh, we were man. recording oh, yeah. that. That would have been great. I called him up and said, let me tell you something, bro. I got up this morning with your damn bounce house. You better get your ass over here with a towel and wipe this thing down. Wipe you down? No, I was not there. me. Not me, brother. I was the there, house. but it, it was actually easier to do. I know. The damn thing was blown up for two hours by the time he showed up. Well, no. God took care of the rest and took the sun and uh, made it all dry for me. So I didn't have to do too much work. So I John, love, appreciate I love looking out the window, watching him wipe down that bounce house. I'm yeah. like, yeah. That, that's where the Mainer's tardiness showed up very well for oh, me. Oh, yeah. 
He was right <laughs> on the spot. But he, I did have a good time with him and his family. They came over had a great time at the Super Bowl. So now, that was good. Now, nice speak, to be friends. speaking of your family, Mike, I have uh, discovered a new show on Netflix called Dickerin. 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 Now, Dre, hold on. This this ain't rednecking. You know, it's, it's Dickerin, not Dickering. 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 What do you say? Dickering? Dickering. Dickering. Oh, uh, I got no idea. It's Dickering, brother. Dickerin. What, what is that show? What's this, though? It's it's Dickering. I don't know. It's Mike, what, what, I, you bought, Dude, I you went bought, to go. Yeah, you bought. You go to the I mean, the, the only thing I, I, I've heard of it before, but I've heard of other main shows like Turdy Works, which is hilarious. Woman Sells Moose. Droppings. Dude, it's minutiae. Wow, I said droppings. I mean, shit. That's about to say. I've been surrounded by my kids too long. If it's coming out of a moose, it can't be be being assertive. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) But no, uh, Dickering, that's something I I should definitely check out. But uh, it's uh, nothing you partook in while you was up there? I'm, you know, partook. Mike's not a good dicker. He's not a good dicker. No, everybody's everybody's asking. It's like, do you miss Maine? I'm like, no, not with everything going on. Maine don't miss you either, Mike. I'll tell you right now. Maine don't miss you. No, I miss my family and I miss my friends, and that's about it. So, yeah. (laughs) I'll be I'll be there during the summer and uh, enjoy the summer when it's not ninety five hundred degrees. Well, we're sure uh, glad to have you back, dude. After that hiatus you took for like what was it a month? Yeah, at least a month worth of episodes. No, it was a daddy daughter dance, and Uh, I don't know what my excuse was for this. He's always got an excuse. He's always got an excuse every Uh, time. I don't don't make excuses. Probably the traffic, dude. He's just now getting here. No, he didn't send me any pictures. (laughs) No, no pictures. He couldn't be the traffic. traffic. But I tell you what, Ray, you're missing that car though, ain't you? Yeah, I am. You know, you're over there on that new bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have some new videos, too. We were just, uh, last episode, we were talking about all the uh, lack thereof social media and uh, videos. And Joe Bocop was busting uh, Full Money Johnny's balls pretty hard. So he actually stepped up and he did. He did a video. I he don't really listen to, to Joe because he doesn't know anything about having balls in the first place. Oh. So miss you, Joe Bo. Yeah, I miss you, Joe Bo. Bo. But yeah, so uh, say hi to the wifey. Yeah, man. Hope you're having a good time. We um, so there will be some videos coming up, and like we said, we've got Instagram. Yeah, we've got Facebook. Yes, Parlor's out right now. Yeah, so we're looking at getting a couple other video. Well, we talked about Rumble. We're looking Rumble. at doing Rumble. Yeah, we're looking yeah. at Rumble, and there's a couple other um video slash kind of. Some chick on keto's on Rumble. Chick on oh, yeah. Keto. Right. Doing quite well, I might Don't out that shameless plug. Yeah. yeah. He's my yeah, guy, dude. You want to hold on to that Some chick, chick on, on keto. keto. I tell you that right now. Yeah, you better hold on. Making tight. you look good, brother. You just need a dot com. You know, yeah. She makes me look good. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, and that's a tough I'm job. I'm married yeah. up, man. That is that's a tough. tough. Well, don't get, start lying because we ain't going to believe you. You get all this baggage. Yeah, I don't get Oh, my goodness. So, other than that, that's our social media. Mike, do you have any? Uh, I know you were posting some stats of uh, some of the countries and some of the stuff that we had uh, popping up over there. Once I, again, he's late, late on the trigger. It's all good. Gotta, I got to you know, prep me for this. I didn't know. I don't know, Mike. You do stats. I was, I was going to keep <laughs> you talking. Have stats I'm, ready. You know, what I I'm thought saying? I was here for comic relief. <laughs> comic <laughs> relief. All right. But you well, got, but you got here on time, so you kind of screwed that up. I did. Well, we are still kicking it over there. Hey, that's bullshit. In India. Hey. Our buddies over there in India, they're still large and in charge. They are large and in charge. They're taking out the states right now. I'll tell you what. And, you know, the USA's making a comeback, making oh, a yeah. comeback, you know. It's picking up. It's yeah, it's picking right. up. The so, USA and, and Alaska. So, yeah, I was able to, I was able to actually understand the Lipson stats a little better and uh, play around with the filter, the date filters and everything. But, uh, yeah, U.S. is catching up on our buddies of India. Actually, since the beginning, we've had a lot more hits from US, but recently it's been India. Right. Based on just looking at the stats. But 
Um, I'm not seeing any major new country that I could see. Cool. Well, any new country is major, Mike. Exactly. Any new country. Major. I mean, I know we've had Italy. I mean, that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we uh, love we love Italy, baby. Love that food. You know what I'm saying? Love that food. Like, if you look at the map, literally, there's at least one country represented, which is pretty sweet. So, thank you guys for all nice. listening to this. That I said y'all. Wow. I am oh, wow. turning into a southerner. Should have been y'all's guys. It's See, your brothers. Yeah, your brother. The two Utes were listening to <laughs> <The> Two Utes. <laughs> thank y'all. Hey, you know what we were talking about? You know how we're 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 stepping up and we're gaining popularity and it's uh we're getting to be large and in charge. Well, we got a we got a nice guest here who's pretty large and in charge himself. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> Not to mention we're live on Facebook this morning, Saturday Whoa. morning edition Ooh, live. Yeah. We got, Come and got live. some people chatting in the chat room right now. Sweet. Uh, let's welcome uh James uh how do I know how you say that? Schnabel? Schnabel? Wow. Schnabel? It don't matter, James. Hey. What's up, brother? It don't brother? matter, James. Doing? Welcome, brother. Thank you for uh, hanging out with Tune us. Tune into a good one today. Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm. So our, yeah. large, our large and in charge guest tonight, well, actually, this morning. Yeah. Because we're Saturday morning live. Is Mr. Jody Matthews. All right, Mr. Jody Matthews. What's going on, brother? Oh, uh, all is well, all is well. Appreciate y'all having me. Um James, what up, buddy? A little shout out live to you. Um, he's over in Tampa. Um, very, you know James? Yeah, I know James. All right, cool, man. Thank very, you. Very well. Um, due to uh, sobriety, we got him a few weeks ago. All right. Um, Detox and doing well. Got him in the nice. center. And good job, James. Way to go, buddy. Keep it up. Good job, James. So, Jody, we've got this whole sober swaggy. I mean, you're like, you're dripping of it, brother. You got it all over. It's got that swag going, baby. What's going on? Oh, the sober swaggy. It's just a little movement, man. I created uh probably about a year ago in AA. Just come up with the words and um always wanted to be the cool, the cool guy in the cool group. And um just wanted to make the fad of being um sober cool and uh try to get to people that whatever you're fighting, any type of addiction, man, it it, it is the new fad and, and and you can have a great time and and smile and laugh and um, just enjoy life. Um, you learn to uh, live and love and love to live life. And um, it's just a, a battle that I do every day, one day at a time. Nice, man. I like the way I like the way you said that you can you can make sober cool. Oh yeah, that's what I said. It's been a long time. I met from high school. You always try to be in the cool group, the jock, the football, the cheerleaders, the dance core, whatever. But as you get older, you learn. Um, you all, you you choose a different road or a different path, and sometimes it's really bumpy. And I got offline um, for about twenty four years, and but I'm back, and I'm blessed, and come up with a little saying that's um uh, I think we're in five countries now, and um, got a little Facebook page going on. Sober Swaggy is pretty cool. We're about seven hundred members in a couple months, so it's really growing, man, and um, it's really getting popular. And the thing I like about it the most is how people share their stories and know that we're all that we're all one. And we're all and we're all battling kind of the same thing. But addiction is a big word, man, because it could be from porn to, you know what I mean? Someone eating soap. I mean, it's it, it sounds right. stupid, but it's <laughs> you're it's, right, it's, though. It's, you're it's right. True. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's just to know that we can overcome. And like I said, man, you got to surrender. You can't you'll never beat addiction. So the big word um, I heard today was choice. It's your choice. So it begins with that. But God bless me with sober swagging. I'm very happy to share it with everyone. Well, I think you make a good point because sobriety isn't just involved with just drugs and alcohol. It's like any sobriety comes with anything that you do that you have an addiction to. And I think that Correct. as men, we, we get caught up into, well, you know, I, 
I'm not addicted to drugs or I don't addicted to alcohol, so I'm good. But you may be, as you said in the beginning, you can be addicted to porn. You can be addicted to right. work. You can be addicted to money. You can be addicted to sex. You can be, it, it, it just goes on and on and on. And I think it's really cool that you've really come to a place where you've said, hey, you know what? Being sober is pretty cool. You know, you don't, you know, there's a stigma, I think, in our culture today that it's not cool and it's not fun to be sober and to be a sober mind. It's it's funner to be on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. And, to, ha- to have a good time, you got to get hired. To have a good time, you got to get drunk. Right. right. Yeah. To, be, to, to fit in. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, 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 you know, there's the reality of it is, is that we're taught at a very young age, whether we realize it or not, that that's kind of what it is. You want to have fun, you do this. You want to be cool, you dress this way, you act this way, you hang with this certain group of people and um, all these different stigmas that we deal with in our culture. And I think it's really cool that you're putting some out there saying, hey, bro, you know, it's pretty cool to be sober too. It's pretty good to be of sober mind, yeah. you know, to have clarity in your life and to be able to make sound, good decisions that, uh, you know, that when you're doing something, you're doing it with your mind and not right. your feelings and your emotions or, you know, what's going on with you physically. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty cool. No. Hey, hey, John, I actually, I, I'm sorry, Ray. Uh, just real quick, I looked up sober in the uh, definite, because I really want to know, because it's not, everybody thinks it's all about alcohol, it's all about drugs, but it's really not. It's like, it's it's Greek, actually, that means uh, to be sober, calm and collected, have a good sense, good judgment. So to be clear-headed. So like, that's what sober really is. So people that think it's just alcohol, like that's the first thing that popped up. I looked up sober and it says it's all about alcohol and drugs. And I remember in our past, like our service with uh, last church service, pretty much he brought that up about being sober. And it's not just about that. It's a Greek word, literally mean calm, like clear of mind. Clear mind, exactly. Well, you can be intoxicated by a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you can be intoxicated with sex and lust and money and greed and possessions and all these different things. I mean, intoxication just means you're not of a sober mind. You don't have self-control. You yeah. don't have any control over what you're doing anyway. Right. So mm-hmm. it, can, it, can, it can manifest into our lives in a lot of different ways. And I'm glad, Jody, that you'd mentioned that, that it's not just about drugs and alcohol. It's about any kind of an addiction. And we were talking at breakfast this morning. Uh, all of us struggle with some sort of an addiction. Right. And we all want to pretend like, well, I'm not addicted to anything. Well, if you start peeling back the onion and look at the things that you have in your life or the things you put in place, it can be something as little as Diet Coke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I drink Diet Coke every day or I drink an energy drink every day or, you know what I mean? A smoke or what a chew or whatever it may be. We, or, you know, I have, I watch porn or I, I got to go work out. I mm-hmm. got to go. There's the things that you just have to do. Oh, yeah. You and, know, and, you feel like you have to do. Well, and that was like me, you know, when I was younger, it was definitely working out. You brought that up. I mean, it was an addiction for me that if I didn't go work out, I just didn't know what to do with the rest of the day. I had to, I had to do it. And one of the coolest parts is, is Jody and I grew up together. We've known each other for longer than we haven't known each other for oh, sure. Yeah, a long time. So it's kind of cool to kind of come back to Jody. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. when we were younger in high school and stuff like that, you we'd hang out, we'd go to the same parties. We had a lot of the same friends and stuff. And then as things happened with Jody, just kind of drifted away. We'd run into each other every once in a while here and there. And now with his sober swaggy movement, you know, we've we're really starting to pick things back up again, getting to know each other again. And, you know, it's a great platform for him. And one of the cool parts is, is he's not pushing this platform. This platform's pushing him. He's telling me, he's like, man, I'm trying to keep up with it. I'm trying to keep up with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, I think it's something that is really, really needed. And he's putting it out there. He's, you know, like he said, he's making sober sobriety being cool, trying to contradict everything that we're being taught. And that 
it's easy to it's easy to not be sober. It's hard to be clean. Oh yeah, that's what I said. Like you said, sober swaggy, like the meaning of sober, and then the meaning of swaggy, having or displaying a very confident attitude or manner. You know what I mean? I mean, you put them together, and um, mm-hmm. you see exactly where how it the words they coincide. You know, it's just like it it means a lot. You know, to to just think it. You can go be who you want to be and be sober and be clean and be understanding and to be accepted. And to be confident in that. Yeah. And then I'm very confident. But like I said, man, for me as an individual was always trying to be accepted into the group or, you know what I mean? Maybe um, is that accepted? Is that what was get that got you on that path of not being sober? Oh, yeah. Trying to be cool and and maybe... um, Money was an issue, you know what I mean? Trying to make the money and and selling drugs or, you know, um, John Tompkins said a cool thing the other night, man, from like dope dealer to hope dealer, you know, is, is, is my thing now is to just totally give hope to someone that's been down my path. Right. And to understand that it just takes one day and one understanding for someone to come in and just kind of let their heart open and see that you're not alone. You're not alone and that you can't overcome. You will never beat addiction. By yourself, it's just well, you impossible. Made a, you, a key element of what you just said is so important, and that's one of the things that men tend to shy away from, and that's the word heart. Oh yeah, you know we we because because men equate you know the heart with feelings and all these different things, and I think we have a misconception of what it is, but really that's where it manifests in all of us, and and with the decisions that we make, it starts in the heart. Right. Whether it's positive, whether it's negative, whether it's dangerous, whether it's reckless, whatever it may be, it starts somewhere in the heart. You know, it's like so when you're looking at the you know, when you look back at when you started with your addiction, you start thinking about what were the triggers, what what caused you to get involved in that. Well, obviously it's a heart condition, right? You're thinking, I want to fit in with people. I want right. to be able to, I want to be cool because there's a lack of something there. You know, you're trying to fill, I always think about like a bucket, you know, you cut the hole out of a bucket, you keep pouring water and the sucker never gets full, right? No matter how much you pouring in, pouring in, pouring in, you end up empty, you know? And that's a lot of things with us as far as men, but the heart is such a key element to what we're talking about this morning, because I think a lot of men that are listening to this need to understand it's about a heart check. It you is. know, what's going on with your heart? I mean, and definitely sure. when you talk about the heart, man, it even comes back with all the way. I believe addiction has a lot to do with, like you said, when you first um, become in love and you, you your heart and then how your heart can get broke. And then to fix your heart, you know, you'll drink a beer or you're always say if you have a problem, you always try to overcome or fix your problem by getting your mind realm in a different spot because you don't want to face the problem that you, that's in front of you. And to face that problem now, um, I'm very faith-based and I totally believe in the man upstairs. And like I said, I mean, I, if I didn't have God and believe in my higher power, like, you know what I mean, from AA, but mine is God. And like I said, if I didn't totally believe and and just let him take over my whole realm of thinking and totally learn to love him first. That's how that now I'm trying to do my relationships with my kids, my, the women's that are in my life, my, my mom, you know what I'm saying? Who's been, my parents have been there from day one, but then to, to, to overcome the, the battles and the addictions that I've had to look back and see the problems that I caused in my family and to realize that it instead of I was always blaming somebody else instead of taking the blame for myself. And now that I'm I'm 22nd of next or this month, I'm eight months clean. I'm I'm very 
um, shallow in my sobriety, but in my heart and in my mind, I'm where I need to be. Even though it's eight months, I'm so into my sobriety because sober has swaggy keeps me so locked in. And like I said, with sober swaggy and trying to be um, like fit in and all eyes are on me. Well, guess what? All eyes are still on me because you have haters and stuff like that to say all they want to be able to do is say, I told you so. I told you he would fall. I told you this. Well, that just gives it's not by no means that's how I live. But I think, too, you know, what I mean, you think positive, negative, but it all give you what you need. And the, and the, and the like the attitude to keep going and overcoming and keep striving to be better than what you were yesterday. There you go. And like I try to tell them, man, you just focus on today where we live in such a fast paced world. And we're always worried about, man, what are we doing Saturday? What are we doing Sunday? We, hey, next month we're going to, um, you know what I mean? St. Daddy, St. Patrick's Day, something, or you're worried about so much that you don't focus on what you can do as of today and to make today better. And that's my whole life is to try to focus on what I do today. When I get woke up in the morning, I meditate, I give him praise. I thank him for waking me up. I thank more than I ask. And that's the thing, man. I mean, like I said, when you come to finances and all this, I mean, I used to pray, hey, can I have or can you give or can you help me? If you just, I mean, the biggest thing is waking up in the morning. And then if I wake up today, then it's like you said, it's your my choice to show and to give, you know what I'm saying, of, of, of positive emotions to the ones that are in need. And well, just a hand or, or slap on the back, man, and saying, hey, you're doing good. Don't give up. Well, I think, you, you know, you I was just thinking as you were talking, you've already had eyes on you when you were doing shit you shouldn't have been doing, right? right. Oh, yeah, all the time. And, and so now you got eyes on you for doing the things you should be doing. And so I, I think that a question I would have you, so you've had both ends of the spectrum. Oh, right? both. You've got you've got one one uh, set of eyes that was looking at you when you were screwing up all the time. Now you got another set of eyes on you that when you're trying to do the right thing. Do you feel that uh, there's a different kind of pressure in those two? situations and what is it about one that draws you closer than the other well awesome question for me the negative side of the eyes on me was oh i'm the big dog you know i got the cars the whips the jewelry the cash that was cool but i was really empty inside i was trying to find somebody that truly wasn't there it was more of a make-believe person now the eyes on me that I love the most is my family, the smiles that my parents give me, um, especially my two boys. Um, I get a little, it does, it'll get me a little emotional, but how hey. far Hunter and Logan's come and what I put them through as their father to see where they are, you know, it yeah. just, um, I'm good. But like I said, you do get emotional. I have emotions now that I've never had because I've never felt them before. And that's the cool thing, because I could be driving by myself and just all of a sudden start bawling over something that I hear, something that I remember, or a memory of the boys, or just seeing them now, how they, they glow, and our relationship is so close. That's the eyes I like on me. Yeah. Now. Well, man, you'd rather have that pressure, you'd rather oh, yeah. have that pressure, right? I mean, and that's what keeps me locked in now, right. is like to see them, and to thank God that they didn't, they didn't, they didn't their choice was not to be like that. Right. And that's huge. I mean, because it, it, it's easy for them to say, you know, I want to be like my father and 
be a drinker, be a, you know what I'm saying, do drugs. I mean, it's a hard pill to swallow to know all the bad things I've done, but just in, I always tried to put people first, even though when I was, I was, I'm always a giver yeah. and I was a giver when I was bad because I was wanted to be the big man at the bar. Let me pay the tab. Jody's so cool, which, you know what I mean? I give now as presents. I don't give presents. You know what I mean? Ooh, I like that. And um, uh, that's, so that's I, awesome. I, yeah. I try to just um, show my love in different ways like today, which is a cool thing. This morning I stopped by the store. I walk in. It was just me and another fellow. It's a black guy behind me and I paid for my dip and I just turned around and she went to give me my $13 in change. And I said, Hey, you know what? Let him, if he's getting gas, pay for the 13 bucks or whatever. I just, I feel like I need to give something. And I did. And what's so cool is I go to breakfast and I get my breakfast bought this morning. So it, it turns by the man, man, right? By the man, appreciate it. But it's just how it works. You know, I feel like if you give, which, like I said, all the time, it's not about money. Right. It's just about time. or well, It's about, hey, the, heart. Exactly. It's yeah, about, it's the, about heart. the heart. It goes back to what we're talking about. It's like, where does it manifest? If it manifests in the heart in a good place, that's a good thing. Right. You know, uh, when we're doing it to, like you said, I think with, with the contrast comes in, listen to what you're saying is before it was about, look at me, look what I'm doing. I'm trying to buy, purchase or earn love and respect. Right. Whereas now you're, you're, you're doing it out of love and respect. And, yeah. it, and it comes from a different place. Well, you don't need that to make you feel like a man anymore. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say is, you know, during during most of your life, you said 24 years, you were trying to get people to look up to you for what you had, for the for the whips you were driving, oh, the for the money that you had. That just, so you were trying, everybody's right. like, ooh, I want to be, I want to have what he has. I want to have what he has. But now people are looking up to you as the person. Right. They're looking up to Jody Matthews. They're looking up to, man, that dude's got a huge heart. Man, that, that guy's, I want to do that. So now you're persuading, not well, he's persuading. inspiring people. Yeah. Inspiring. Now. What's so cool with me is, like you said, I'm inspiring people, but they don't understand they're inspiring me. Yep. Right. Well, they're the coming thing. to me. Yeah. They're talking about. to me. They're inspiring me. They keep me sober. And what's so crazy is, like my my sponsor said, is um, people are writing their story. So when someone falls, or like when I fell a couple or last year, when I went back drinking for a few months. That's what keeps you locked in because of your heart. Mm -hmm. It makes you sad. Oh, man. Ray, Ray went out and drank last night. That's what keeps you locked into your sobriety because you're thinking, man, I don't want to be like that. But also, like, I want to be there for him. Hey, we made a mistake. You slipped. Let's fall. Let's get back up. Dust off. I'm still your buddy, man. I'm still here for you. And that's the only thing I do with all these, um, the, all the my friends and family and people around Winter Garden Okoy is I will stop and talk to I see someone. Something will tell me I will stop. And I will talk to them and just to give them that little bit of hope, man. That's, yeah. I mean, it's just that it could be their last time, right? you know, and then you could just take one word or open one door and, and just try to talk to everyone. And like I said, I can't fix nobody's problems at all. I mean, I, I, I still work on mine daily, but the main thing is, like I said, I'm a, I, I, I'm a recovering addict, drug addict, recovering alcoholic bad. I mean, for years and years, I mean, I live that way. But like I said, you use your heart in everything you do. And that's the main thing for me is my heart because I have a big one, man. And then, like I said, with emotions, I get emotional now. Like, I've never felt emotion before in my life. It was always covered up. You were numb. Numb, you were numb all that time. And um, it's just a great feeling to know, like, when I go to these different places and to see them or like the other night I went to the city of refuge. I want to give John talking a shot out over at one fire 
I'm outdoor all them guys. I wind up knowing a few of them. I partied with them. I've done. And like I told him, man, I, I was you. And the thing is now they're, I have a few of them hit me up and they'll, they'll text me. Good morning. How are you today? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Man, you reach out to me. I'm going to, I'm going to reach back. And, and you know, we, we, uh, we understand that all far too well here at the battle because really that's what we're trying to get men to get their heads wrapped around. You're in this battle together. It's, it's when we put ourselves on an island and we separate ourselves because what we do as men, a lot of times we tend to shrink, right? We know we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. We pull back and then we separate ourselves and now we're on an island and we're screwed, right? So nobody can see us. Right. So now we're hiding. And then what we want to do is bring guys out of the shadows and realize that, guess what? We're all on this front line. We're all in this battle together. You know, you're only as good as the man standing next to you. Right. You know, one of the things that I, we always say here, and I know it's cool that, you know, you showed me uh, one of your tattoos, you are your brother's keeper, oh, you know, and, and, and a lot of people don't want people say, well, I'm not my brother's keeper. That's because you don't want the responsibility of the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I can't control Mike. I can't control Ray or Fritz or you. But what I can do is say, you know what, bro, no matter what happens, when the shit hits the fan, I'm going to be there. Oh, yeah. right. Wrong oh, or indifferent. Day. You know what I mean? And, and if you're going to come to me and come at me with something, I'm going to be honest and forthright with you. I'm going to be, you know. I'm going to tell you what, what I feel you need to hear because it's done out of a place of love. Cause again, it goes back to the heart. Yeah. Like what are we trying to accomplish? And it's like, I listen to what you're saying and it's, 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 it, it's building a community. Oh yeah. You just happen to be doing it with people that struggle with addiction it, when it comes to substance addiction, right? Most of them, us, we're dealing with people that trouble that are dealing with just addiction in itself with sin or struggles or just what right. it is to be a man. So it's like, we're all on in this thing together. You know, we're all in this battle together. We're all fighting. You know, one of the things I always say in the shows, I think that most men wake up in the, in the morning, they want to be good men. You know, I don't think a guy says, you know, I want to be a shitty husband or a bad father, a, a, you know, a poor excuse of a son or not a good uncle or, you know, a bad worker. I think every one of us wants to do well and to be well. Right. I think what happens is somewhere along the way, we get lost in this thing called life. And what happens is, is the heart gets affected in different ways, right? And we either medicate it with certain things. And the problem is, is when you don't medicate it with the right things, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. You know, you can go down a path that's difficult. Like for us, for me, I know the guys in this podcast, we medicate our lives with Jesus Christ, right? And so we know that when we have an issue, we go, we go to God. There's a lot of dudes out there that don't have that. And we recognize that too. And that's one of the reasons why we don't always push our faith on the show. And we want to have different perspectives. But there are other things that like what you're setting up is an accountability factor amongst people saying, hey, look, I'm here for you. I need you here for me. We need to kind of come alongside each other and help us in this journey, in this battle. My favorite saying, like you're saying, is to like the battle is my favorite to tell them we are one. Yeah, we are one. We are all in this together. I'm, I mean, you might be fighting a little different something. We're fighting something together. Right. And the way I, that's what I have always put it, you know, because you're no different than me or I, you know what I'm saying? You, 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 we're all in this together. So even if it's porn to whatever addiction you're fighting, but to medicate yourself, you got to medicate yourself with something that means more to you. And like they say in AA, your higher power, but you have to find something. Because you cannot do it by yourself. Right. It's inevitable to even think that you, I, I tried for 24 years. I'd last a day, two days, you know, but what's cool for me is all the bars everywhere in Winter Garden always ran from my problems. I always, like you said, separated myself from this or this 
or instead of going in, I'd get a hotel and hi- and get in it. And then that's where I would really do my deal or do whatever. Well, now I walk in the same bars to the right now and they'll have me a Shirley Temple ready. I go in the same place. I don't preach to you, but you know what's cool? They're standing there like, man, we're watching you, Jody. We see it. That's all I want to do. I don't have to, like the, my dad said, son, you talk. You can talk well. Let them see by how you act. Let them see that. Once they see what you're talking, you just walking by with your sober swaggy shirt. You go into this bar. You do this. It's like my mom told me, son, keep your mouth shut and just keep doing what you're doing. Your actions speak way louder than your words. And you know, the cool thing is, is you got to go where they're at, right? Right. Uh, and some people may be listening, well, why's the guy going to the bar? Well, that's where they're at. Yeah. You know, when Jesus, you know, when we go back to, you know, our faith, I mean, that's where Jesus was at. Yep. He was down there, you know, rubbing elbows with tax collectors and prostitutes and, pe- you know, you got to, who needs a sick, who needs a doctor, but the sick, right? Yeah. That's what we get told in the word, right? I mean, mm. you got to go where they're at. You and, know what I mean? That, and that's part of it. And like he was saying, you know, his mom told him, he said, look, your actions speak louder than words. You see a man six foot four of Jody's stature walk in and get a freaking, uh, what was that again? A Shirley, Shirley Temple. Temple. Shirley Temple. <laughs> people going to note that. Extra cherries. I was going to say yeah. probably a double, right? Oh. <laughs> oh, when I've had a rough day, when I've had a really rough day, you get a John Rogers. It's a Coca-Cola <laughs> oh, with cherries. Oh, oh yeah, Jolly Roger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you see a guy at Jody's statue walk in and get a Shirley Temple, you're going to say, well, yeah. what's up? You get it, and then you're gonna start noticing. Yeah, you know, but it's see. cool, like you say. I walk in with my gear, man. I yeah. don't. I don't have no problem walking in anywhere, to church, to anywhere, to right. a bar. I walk right in, and I will sit down at the bar. Yeah, and they're like, you know, they're like, man, it brings up. Dodie, I remember, yeah. And then they'll be standing there. They're like, man, I'm seeing you. He's like, you know what, man? I've really been thinking, Jody, man, that I need to slow down. I said, man, if, when you're ready. You'll be ready. Yeah. And I said, hey, I'm not here to tell you not to drink at no means. I said, you're still writing your story, but you know if you got a problem or not. You oh, yeah. truly know. Yeah. I, I think I've that's had so more. important. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, sorry, John. I was going to say, I've had more conversations about God and relationships and my story in bars at playing pool or being with other people than I've ever had, even at church. I mean, men's group, yes, we talk about it, but I mean, like I... Like I was actually playing pool and I, that was the one thing I told my wife is when I was playing pool is like, I've had more conversations with people that are not religious, not, I mean, I hate that word, but not, not Christian, not, you know, don't have a right. relationship with God at playing pool, like li- literally just in a pool hall. Like I, and I, and I tried to show my, my, my try to show my attitude and, and, and where I am in my life when, you know, I've seen people break pool sticks. I've seen people slam pool balls. I've seen people get upset over missed shots. And I'm like, no, nah, I mean, that's, that's not me. Like that's, and I, I hope that just by going to those places, I've kind of like helped people understand, like, you know, that it's not about like, you know, it, it's about the relationship. And that's, that's how, like I said, I've had more relation, more talks about God. With well, that's the coolest bars. thing, like you're saying is going in and mm-hmm. for me to think going into a bar and them seeing me, mm-hmm. it's the ones that I haven't talked to yep. that I know when I leave, they're thinking. Right, man. What is he yeah. doing? Or, You're meeting them where they're at, right? And, and I think that we get this stigma in our culture that I think one of the things that you said was so important is that people wait for you to fall. Oh, of course. Anytime you're trying to do something positive, we talk about this in this podcast all the time. That anytime you step up and want to do something positive to help, there are people, there are haters that are going to wait for you to fall. So they they see a guy walking there with you know sober swaggy. They they automatically assume, well, he's in a bar, he's drinking, he's wearing a shirt. Well, maybe you're not in in there drinking. You're in there trying to help men that are struggling. Oh, I have them ask me all the time, what's in that cup? Yeah. yeah. Shirley Temple. 
Yeah. You know? You want to sit? Yeah. Try hit? It's like, hey. <laughs> it's, it's super fun. But like I said, it's like you said, man, when you go into them places and then the guys and the girls that'll walk up and say, wow, Jody, you inspire me. Mm-hmm. Or, man, you're doing so good. That's the feeling. Even as a grown man, it doesn't matter what job you're in or anything. Somebody giving you praise, somebody giving you praise will make you do that much better. Man, you're doing great. I've seen you slow down on your alcohol. You're, you know what I mean? That's well, good. It, that Give really, them a little pep talk. That's what you're trying to feel anyway when you're when you're medicating it with with drugs or alcohol or whatever it is you're doing, right? There's a feeling that you're trying to manufacture, you know? And I think that it comes down to now you're in a place where you get that feeling and you don't need drugs and alcohol to get that feeling. And it's probably, oh. one of the things you said too that really struck me is, you know, you talked about your sons and you said, you know, you've been really blessed with the fact that they chose to go the other way. And I've always been a proponent that, you know, sometimes, you know, our fathers are our best teachers and whether that's good or bad. And sometimes we look at our dads and we say, well, you know, he did this, this and that in a negative way. But if it, you know, in a, in a positive way, if it creates a, an idea in the mind of your child that don't go down that path, you know, and sometimes I think we lose sight of that. Like, yeah, maybe you did do a lot of things in your life that screwed up or you messed up or whatever, but if it imparted upon the hearts of your children, don't do that. Stay away from that. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. And, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, we lose sight of that as men and we get caught up in the failures of that, you know, and I'm sure that you've probably went through a time in your life where maybe you beat yourself up about that. Like you got oh, kind of caught up in, yes. and you thought, well, now my relationship's damaged. And I, I would really love for you to kind of talk a little bit about that uh, when it comes to your sons. For Hunter and Logan, um, like I said, they watch me like crumble and the coolest thing out of all of it that I've ever done negative is people don't realize your kids or your sons or daughters, they will never stop loving you. You could be a murderer. You could be anything that any crazy thing in this world and your kids will not stop loving you. And the thing about it is I'm so proud of Hunter Logan to, to see what I have done and say, I don't want to be like dad. I don't want to be like that. But at the same time, still love me and still always give me the love that I needed and the direction as far as their love. They don't understand that they're, they inspired dad. Like I needed them to be here. Like if I wouldn't, I always say, like, you know how people say, if you didn't have your kids, I would have already committed suicide. I would have already left this world. I would have already drank myself to death. I mean, I've tried all that, you know, um, never one to say I, with the suicide thing, but the drinking or, or driving impaired or blacked out, I've done it. And the man has directed me to where I am here today. So I feel honored to my, to my boys to give them, I can never get back to past. Like I said, it's a stepping stone to be who I am right now today. But as far as Hunter and Logan, to wear my sober swaggy stuff, to go play basketball in it, to wear it. Um, they have their hoodies and stuff they wear around. And to see a few of their friends stop by the house and say, can I have a mask or can I have a pair of shorts? At 17, 18, 19, mm. that's amazing. It just if it's three or four of them, you know how tough it is for a kid oh, in this yeah, world absolutely. today. And for them boys to see exactly how far I've come. But to love me and say, Dad, I love you, or man, you're doing good, you know, man, I, like they use a lot of 
new words foo and i mean spread up for money and i mean and i try to be the cool dad so i you know what i'm saying yeah. i'll get going with them I mean, you know but what's cool is 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 they have inspired me to become the dad that i always should have been but they watch me progress through the years and get bad and get good and but now my relationship with them like i said man is just unbelievable i mean they're number, my number one fans and and like my 19-year-old, he's on his own. He's got an apartment with his girlfriend, doing great. Works out here at Outback. Logan's going. He's going to go to college. They're all doing good in school. No drugs. They don't drink. I mean, I'm blessed in the part that I thought, man. And then that one song, that country song, Walk a Little Straighter, Daddy. You know, I mean, I was, mm -hmm. they were telling me stories night before last, like when I'd pick them up from school. And then I got in the room that, like last night or night before and just kind of sat there and kind of bawled to myself like, man. They remember that in middle school. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they're watching you and people don't realize, I mean, your every move is being critiqued and wrote down from them. And, but as far as Hunter and Logan, I can't, I, I just, I give them all the praise and they, and they both um, love God. I mean, they know about God. I mean, they was going to church with me for a while. And, and, and like I said, if you love God first, your relationship, everything else will fall into place if you put him first. Well, I think what you're doing right now, whether you realize it or not, is you're giving men hope. You know, um, because there's a lot of guys that'll sit there and they're in a situation, maybe they're in the middle of what you're talking about and they think that it's over. You know, like it's it's done. You know, my relationships are destroyed. I'll never be able to fix it, you know, and they want to quit and they want to give up. And by persevering and pushing forward and trying to continue to move in the right direction, it's, it's inspiring to be able to hear that, you know, you, you can re you can salvage relationships. Now, not all relationships, but sure there's people in your life that you've affected that probably you don't have the best relationship with it. Right. And so those relationships, you know, they come and go, but there are relationships that can be salvaged if you put in the work and you put in the consistency, you know, and I think that that's a great thing to put out there for men that we have a choice, regardless of the decisions and the choices that we make in our past and the, the, the mistakes that we make. You know, we can choose today to make the day a different day. Oh, yeah. You know, and like I said, man, it's always your actions are being watched. Sometimes, you know, it's not it's not it's not what you tell someone. And for me, I believe like in my little town, Winter Garden, Okoy and stuff that I have so many eyes on me and they're watching me move, which is amazing because. I, I mean, I do have a permanent pimp limp and I love it. And, <laughs> and um, I walk well, I, I, I'm built different now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I am different. And when I, when I see people out at restaurants, I mean, I will always walk up and greet them and, and talk to them and wow, man, I see what you're doing. Hey, you're doing great too. You know, if you ever need anything, give me a buzz or anybody on my Facebook page. But like I said, the one, I want to tell a little story quick about my buddy, John, it's on my page, John Bacon. He called me for months and months and months. And um, it always between one and three in the morning. And I always answered my phone. And man, I'm hurting. I'm lonely. I'm hurting. I'm lonely. How do I get it? I said, man, you're still writing your story. Let me know when you're ready. And I always answered him. And then one day he called me, got all emotional. I want to go, buddy. I want to go. I said, I said, you can ride with me to AA. So I took him to AA. We went a couple of times. And then we had a revival out here called The River. And um, I took him to a revival that night on a Wednesday night, and um, it was amazing. So he went in, he sat down, and this is the things that keeps me pushing forward is when he sat down, um, uh, Eddie, I can't, it's a black real known, Eddie Jones maybe, I don't know, but he was there doing a revival, and he started singing. 
And I even had the, like the Holy Spirit. I mean, I was really warm and it was like, man, I'm feeling this. And then I just looked over and seen John with his hands and his, his, his head and his hand balling. And I just remember reaching over and putting my hand on his back, like, buddy, that's it. Let it go. You know, you, you, that's the feeling. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Holy Spirit's fixing to tear you up, you know? And then he looks at me, he's just squalling. He, and then that, that night he was like, wow, man. He's like, he goes, I, I can't believe that. I true like you 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 didn't give up on me. I said it's not me, man. I said I'm just leading you to the water, man. You and you're drinking. <laughs> well, it was the next Sunday he went to church by himself, man, and went up and got reborn all by himself. And he's got an amazing story to know. That's what keeps me moving, right? It's things like that to know that when in his testimony, when he tells his testimony, he's a very good singer, and and he says, "Oh, my friend Jody," or. Man, that's what it's about. Yeah. And it's not, you know what I mean? That makes me feel good to know that, like, John's doing the same thing, going to feed the homeless, going to do things, going without me, doing these things all because he got it. You know what yeah. I mean? He's beating addiction. He's overcoming. He's recovering. That's the thing about this whole thing of addiction. And you're a part of that story. And I'm a part of his story. And that's I awesome. just want to, like you said, from dope dealers to dope doers. To hope dealers and hope doers, you know what I mean? You give someone just that little piece of hope, it could change their life, man, and it could save their life. And that's the whole thing about sober swaggy is just to overcome and understand that you are not alone. People are so lonely, but being men, you're not going to tell me that you're feeling lonely. You're not going to say, hey, you know, open up. You got to find someone to talk to. That's why, you know, they, they all pick the phone up. I'm not a big phone picker upper, man. I still not. And I don't like to really explain myself. I like to explain myself like this in this type of environment where, you know, that we're being heard and can understand what I'm going through. When I'm in my hometown, I like people to see me. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? See what Jody's doing. I can, I, I've been in that town for a long time. Mm -hmm. They've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. And like I said, I mean, someone asked the other day, man, we need a picture of so-and-so. I said, well, go on the internet. I got 25 mug shots. I've been choose one, you know, but I've never been arrested sober. I couldn't tell you what it's like to be arrested sober, but am I ashamed of my past? Not at all. I will talk to anybody about anything from drugs to alcohol to, to women. And then you finally look back at all my relationships and what's going on. I'm, there was a reason for everything. Yeah, You know what I mean? You get back and you start thinking, man, what would I do this? Or what did I do that? Or now my sons are 19, 17 and he'll kind of talk back. And I'm like, yeah, I created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, oh, your boys, they're so sweet. Cause my boys, yes, sir. No, sir. And then we get in the car and they're like, hmm, whatever your food, dad, you're so food. And I'm like, you know what I mean? Thanks yeah. son. You know, so if just you, want your allowance. <laughs> so if you could leave something, just one, this one little nugget. One little thing that you want to impart upon our listeners uh, this morning, what would it be? Man, learn to feel your heart. Once you feel your heart, understand your heart and to never feel alone, man, to, to know that we are one, whatever you're fighting, someone else is fighting it with you, probably maybe even worse. And if you got, uh, if you have any issue, man, reach out to anybody, man, from the guys here on the battle to anyone on sober swaggy Facebook page to the Instagram I mean, I have, we're, I'm involved with a lot of people now that's coming in my life that I really feel that, that, that's supposed to be there because it's supposed to be there. You know what I mean? It's all coming. So my main thing for you guys is your heart and be patient, man. Good things come in time. 
took me 24 years to do this. And I said, I'm only eight months in, but be patient, focus on the day and give thanks in the morning. Every time you wake up in the morning, man, that's the whole thing about sober swag. Well, man, I want to really take this opportunity to say thank you, Jody, for coming out and sharing your story. And it's so powerful. You know, we sit back as men and a lot of times we feel like we are alone, like we are on that island. And we think that there are people out there that just, they just don't understand. They don't get it. And the reality of it is, is yes, we do, because we're all in this fight together. Every single one of us is going through something. You know, every one of us is struggling in one area or, or, or another area of our lives. You know what we do a lot of times, men, is we look at another man and we think he's got it all figured out. You think he's got the perfect life, the perfect wife, the perfect kids. And meanwhile, he's dying inside because he's hiding. Man, you got to come out of the shadows. When we find ourselves in dark places, that's when we do really stupid things. Step out into the light. Advance to be recognized and allow yourself to build strong, healthy relationships. To walk along the side of lions, men that are going to come up beside you, they're going to be in the trenches with you. But you can't do that if you don't open yourself up. Fear is one of the biggest cripplers and paralyzers in our society today. There's so many men out there listening to this podcast. You are just a prisoner to your fear. You can overcome that. Choose today to make the day that you make a difference, not only for you, but the, for the people that God has put around you. There are men just like Jody all over the world that are stepping up and saying enough is enough. And I ask you today, before we close this morning, have you had enough? Are you tired? Are you ready to make a change? Are you ready to get engaged in the battle? Because when you do that, my friends, well, that's where the rebel meets the road. 